welcome back to Try Not To Die. I'm your demure money manager, Noah Perito, and I'm here with our caper crew, a.k.a. the Glocky Elites. Lisa Condemi, a.k.a. Flu and Duvet. In 15 years, I've never vented, but here I am. <laughs> <laughs> and it's me, Ashley Goodwin, a.k.a. the hottie with the biscotti, Levitt Maycare. <laughs> We got there. Moon eats your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> smash, 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 gang. Excellent intro today. Well, uh, three smashes trying to slip in a smash for yourself. Slip you a can't little. self-smash. Yeah. <laughs> you could self-smash. We could if we try hard enough. Did everyone vote? You better have. Yeah. <laughs> and you better have voted correct, okay? I know you have. I know you did. Yeah. If you're listening to this pod, at, th- at this point... I imagine you voted correctly. Hundo P. And yes, there was a correct way to vote. All right, everyone, grab a bag of Krispies and ignore that call from your vigilante ex. It is time (laughs) for the recap. Swerved. Last time, (laughs) we rejoined Levin Maycare and Flew Anduve as they confronted Landscorcher, a.k.a. Smite Altrui, feared freedom fighter vigilante of Aurelia. After some initial deceptions and posturing, Smite allowed the two into the headquarters of the Order of the Fallen God, a.k.a. his cluttered apartment above a bar. He introduced them to fellow member Kittle Moonsong McGreeby, a university student slash TA who, with the vigilante, explained that they weren't simply terrorists hoping to destroy without abandon, but concerned citizens who sought to hold up production of the Orc Army, who they believed would be a force of evil rather than a protective force of good. Not fully convinced, but remembering the violence they witnessed just 30 minutes prior, Levitt and Falu agreed not to immediately blow this conspiratorial meeting. Interested in learning, one, what was really going on with Glockheed and the automatons, and two, how this heist could benefit them. In addition to revenge, could they use this opportunity to humiliate those who have insulted them and steal tech secrets for profit? Or would it be better to expose this heist to those in power to earn their respect and potentially any boons they may offer to such a loyal minion? Smite and Kittle agreed, not knowing the second less favorable option was on the table, to acquire (laughs) anything they may want as a means of payment for this operation and explained that all they needed was a way in and the location of the Schematic Library, where all information on Glockheed armor and weapon tech was stored. While they chatted, Levitt and Smite continued to butt heads, the wounds of their old relationship still sore, despite it being over five years since they broke up. She clearly believed him to be the same sloppy, careless man who couldn't understand her motives and believed she was still ashamed of her past, hiding behind disguises to fit into the system, claiming to hope to change it from the inside. I think we can all relate to that. The caper crew dubbed the Glockheed Elite for some time. <laughs> <laughs> Because of Flu's excellent idea. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Was clearly not totally united, but all in all, they knew they could all benefit from this heist in some way, so long as the employees of Glockheed could help without being implicated in the crime. <laughs> On their way out, Levitt... I'm so sorry to interrupt you. The way you were... <clears throat> nah, 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 it makes me think of... Without being implicated in the crime. <laughs> okay, sorry. No, worth well, it. Did, Absolutely worth you're it. Gonna all this is. <laughs> we need to date these episodes as much as we can with TikTok references. <laughs> On their way out, while Levitt visited the bathroom downstairs to take a deep breath to recover from seeing her ex, who can relate? Falu caught Kittle before she headed back to the university. 
revealing that Falu was actually an unlicensed caster who never went to U of A. The elf <laughs> asked if Kittle could infiltrate the college files to change those facts. And a virgin who can't drive. And a virgin who can't drive. Kittle, knowing that higher education can sometimes be total bullshit, fully agreed so long as he assisted them in their heist. And Falu left feeling like everything was coming up on duvet. <laughs> the next morning, the two prepared for their day before meeting on a street corner nearby GI Tower with Smite and Kittle. The latter two seemed wholly unready for a heist. Terrible names, terrible cover stories, terrible disguises. Jessica that- Chastain <laughs> is an excellent cover. That yeah, no, Kittle seemed, Kittle seemed prepared. You're right, you're Kittle right. Kittle Smite, Smite definitely was the fucked up one. Norman? Tor- terrible disguises that basically were just themselves if they didn't have their iconic features. It was clear that they were really rushing this plan, something that did not inspire confidence in Levitt and Falu. Despite this, they continued on, helping Derek Normalman and Jessica Chastain to get past security and into the Olivier nearly avoiding Angelica in the process. Splitting so Falu could, as promised to the security officers in the lobby, fill out the proper visitation paperwork for freelancers, the rest of the group headed to Levitt's office to reconvene after such a sloppy entry. Once they were ready, the hey. group... <laughs> um, that was on, actually... Hold on, hold on, hold on, on Smite and Kittle's part. Uh, you guys did great. You say. guys saved that operation. Just thinking from their perspective, they were like, wow, we absolutely could not have done this without them. Once they were ready, the group then decided to head up to the 75th floor, the observation deck, to see if there would be a means to get to the higher closed-off floors of the tower. Ruling out traveling from the outside as they worried getting spotted by aerial patrols would have drastic consequences. Think about it, getting shot out of the sky and dropping the height of the Empire State Building. I still think it could be a good idea. Someone's got Featherfall, right? Uh, No. No, don't ask, don't ask for that. No. Oh, God. No, um, the group decided to split, Kittle and Falu checking out the bathroom to find vents that headed up to the floors above, while Smite and Levin tried to charm a scientist named Jerk Burklark to get access. Both groups found success, with the vent team using enlarged reduce to make Falu small enough to travel in the ventilation system with Kittle, while Levitt and the spell Fast Friends made the scientist more than willing to bring these two up to his experiments. Uh, I forgot to mention the bis- Biscotti. Obviously, that was the major component of Fast Friends. Yeah, you also got his yeah. sending stone number. I did. I, I do think Even that... for the Fast Friends. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, If anyone was, wants to look up, the wink. Fast Friends uh, does have a material component, and it is a single Biscotti. Um, with chocolate. With chocolate. Mm. However, when they arrived, the two... <laughs> However, when they arrived, the two found out this scientist was actually not involved in the automatons, which would have been a helpful link and also would have gotten them higher in the tower. That would have been helpful. That would have been helpful. I mean, no. Are you listening to the episode? <laughs> that would have been really I, good, I, right? I refer to like the project and like the meeting, and it's all so fucking vague. And it's I wish that at perfect. any point I would have said exactly what we're talking if about. If you had said automatons, he would have a hundred percent been like, "That's no, not no, what no, I'm no. working on." But and he still would have tried to do what he yeah, did. Yeah, and then I would have walked away. <laughs> now like, I'm like, steal. "Oh, your stamp collection. Cool. <laughs> An avocado. Oh. Thanks." But unfortunately, this gnome was an inventor of a strange adhesive called Glug, which, <laughs> who really had brought them up to pitch his product. And that is where we are right now. Let's start with you, Levitt. This scientist, Jerk Berkler. 
Can't Why even did say you, that you Yeah, you yourself. did this to yourself with Wimpy and this. Listen, when you want to eventually be a voice actor, you have to train yourself to say hard <laughs> things, and this is my practice. Okay, Jerk Burklock continues to rant about his product, Glug, as he leads you deeper into this floor, calling you and Smite, aka Derek, to join him. Completely sterile, this pure white space consists of a number Are of- Are you talking about Jerk Burklock? I knew it! I knew it when I wrote this that you guys were going to be like, oh, who's sterile? I knew it. I knew it. Oh, that's saying it like that? I knew it, okay? I absolutely... This is a lesson in writing to me, is that I just need to separate Wow, nouns. so many lessons for you, I'm but learning. not that much playing today. <laughs> we well, are you all interested in higher education. <laughs> Completely sterile, the pure white space consists of a number of slab-like tables where glass apparatuses process various liquids and gases, conducting experiments, refining products, and creating new substances to market and further advance Glockheed tech. White lab coat wearing scientists, humans, gnomes, and a few half elves and halflings work tediously, their safety goggles tightly clinging to their face to prevent any dangerous chemicals from doing them any harm. There are, of course, a few doors uh, leading to like other stairwells, bathroom, closets, etc. But by far the most interesting thing about this space is the experimentation and the many magical brews being created and stored on shelves. All sorts of potions, some well-known that you could easily identify as like a healing potion or even something like a potion of invisibility. But others seem to be experimental, something in their proto-phase, filling the shelves like spices in a spice cabinet. Who knows what these folks have been making? Well, you know at least one of them is making Glug. Uh, you glance over to Smite and you see that he is eyeing everything with a familiar mischievous glint that sparkles almost through his human disguise. I think Levitt recognizes his mischievous look and like we both have the same uh, initial thought, which is uh, we should probably lift some of these. Um, he, he 100% looks to you and gives a little nod as well. Yeah, so I like I kind of know that like that's what he'll be up to, um, which is fine with me as long as he doesn't get caught. And uh, so I look to Jerk and I say, "Oh my gosh, wow! Never in a million years would I imagine I could see what we're doing here. This is incredible. It's unbelievable. Wouldn't you agree? Come, come. You see, and he brings you over to his complex apparatus, like his lab station, processing this viscous, deep violet, almost gelatin-like liquid. You see, Grug is going to revolutionize construction and manufacturing. Its perfect all-sick properties mean that no matter the substance, Grug can connect the two together forever. And unlike other adhesives, it only takes seconds to solidify once it makes contact with oxygen. The wild-eyed scientist reaches over to the end of the apparatus to snatch out a test tube that has recently been filled with the purple liquid, quickly affixing another and corking it before it obviously seals over. A few of my associates believe that the product itself is high risk, as I have not yet crafted a solvent to break down the bonding when things are stuck together and you don't want them together, but that's neither here nor there. The progress this invention could bring will lead to accomplishments yet to be conceived all while making Glocky the supplier of the most powerful adhesive in the world. Think of the global economic possibilities. You wow. see, Smite is obviously eyes elsewhere looking at the room. Very interesting proposal. As a business person, I'm very interested in that kind of stuff. <laughs> Proposals, I mean. And Jerk goes, this is my life's work. I really think it'll make a difference. Please. And he looks to you, Levin. 
Yeah. I have so little. And, and again, under the fast friend spell, he is looking to you as a confidant in this moment. Yes, absolutely. I need this. Need to, what? I need this deal. If you could somehow bring my idea to the higher up so I can get more funding, my wife, or my ex-wife, uh, I, I, I need to prove to her that I'm not just a mad scientist who cares more about his work than his wife's pleasure. Jerk, I'm absolutely sold. <gasps> I would love. Can I have? Can I have? Um, can we have a demonstration? Uh, uh, but, but of course, uh, though purple, this might as well be liquid gold. So, and he takes the test tube that he has taken uh, out, and you see that um, I'm gonna have Smite roll a this stealth check. Though so purple, <laughs> this is gold. <laughs> you see, Smite, um, not a great stealth check, um, has kind of sauntered away and is like looking casually at the potions. Can I have said when I gave him that mischievous look back? Can I would give him a little bardic inspiration? Sure. Yeah. Um. What is it? A D10. Mm-hmm. Okay, he basically just rolled under the passive perception, so I think that with a d10, he technically can't fail. Uh, yep, he literally rolls the, rolls the bare minimum to Perfect. pass that stealth check. Um, he, ain't uh, that all men. Ain't that all men. Adds a two to that <laughs> stealth check. Great job. I do, a little, I do a little message and say, invisibility potion. He goes, um, should I try and snag any, like... Other IDs or anything while I'm snooping around yes. so I can get us better access. I'm not sure if this guy's going to be great, and I assume you don't want a hostage. We will not be taking him hostage, Smite. Listen, I know what kind of dealings you're used to these days, but that's not what we're doing here. This is going to be clean and easy. Invisibility potions and IDs, please. All right. He is going to go um, search for that. I will have him roll an investigation check. <laughs> that's a four. Uh, I'm going to stop rolling with the gold dice. I forgot that's my DM dice and not my player dice when I have to play NPCs we like. Go ahead. You can roll again, Noah. I cannot. That is not allowed, unfortunately. <laughs> Shit! Um, but while Smite is doing this, you see that Jerk comes over with this. Um, and as he does, he turns the corner of his desk and you watch as he slips. And suddenly this vial goes flipping through the air cracking against the table and splattering outwards. I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Rut row. It's a 14. That actually succeeds, believe it or not. Thank God. Thank you, Glug. <laughs> you and Smite both catch this. Time slows for a moment as you guys watch it fly through the air and shatter. A number of scientists ill-prepared look and find themselves suddenly stuck to whatever they've had their hands on. You see one of them waving glass test tubes that have gotten stuck to them. No. Um, you see um, another who has their hands stuck to this apparatus that goes, um, guys, uh, this, re this really shouldn't be exposed to heat. Uh, even just a gnomish body temperature is enough to and you see another glass apparatus shatters, spraying glass and various potions. Chaos begins to erupt, and we're gonna jump on over to Faloon. Oh my lord. How do you think Levitt and Smart are getting along? Honestly, if they're as competent as us, they're probably nailing it. It seemed a little tense. <sighs> What's their deal? Do you know the tea? Mm, unfortunately not. Smite Still. doesn't really like to talk about his personal life. Uh, uh, how long does Enlarge Reduce Root last? She looks at you. As simultaneously, I go, how long have you known this guy for? Oh, a minute. 
we gotta go. You guys are moving through these toasty air vents, pulling each other up the smooth metal toasty. as quickly as you can. Uh, with your solid survival check last episode, you do manage to find your way up um, and in the correct direction, but you also find that it is a little bit difficult to know what floor you are actually ending up on. Um, as you climb and climb and climb, you do see, uh, give me actually an investigation check and Kittle's gonna help you so you can roll with advantage. Okay. Good thing I have plus 10 to this. Hey, hey. Mm, 22. Very, very good. The vent tilts upwards and then hooks right where you see it goes on for a little bit more, kind of splitting off into various directions. About halfway through, you see a fan facing down, the blade spinning incredibly quickly. You guys quickly are moving towards it, both of you recognizing that you are on very, very limited time. You peer down and it looks to be a higher floor bathroom. It isn't, unfortunately, an exit that is on, you know, like the previous one, a uh, very low level you can crawl out on. Looks like you are going to have to drop down into this bathroom, and you are also going to have to do that without, obviously, uh, causing a bunch of commotion by destroying this fan that is actively spinning very quickly, drawing the air up and out so it doesn't smell like shit. Ah, no worries, Kittle. I, I think I've got this. All right, I'll leave it to you. With prestidigitation, you can uh, conjure a magical trinket that fits in your palm. Mm -hmm. Can I conjure a, a tiny Love and May Care bobblehead and stick it in the fan so that it just stops for the time for us to <laughs> drop through? merch. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, okay. Give me... I'm going to say give me a sleight of hand check because, okay. honestly, absolutely possible. But whether or not it will successfully jam it will be like determined by this. Like fall through, Yeah. You're gonna look to be a, I'm gonna say DC 20. Okay, sleight of hand. Here we are. Oh no, <laughs> okay, it's not, I didn't do it. <laughs> you. It was a 10. Did it, wait, I have two bardics gone from, like one from what I just did and I think one from last time. Mm. Did you use that? I'm gonna say that it has probably been past the 10 minutes since you gave that. Okay. I mean, you know, hey, listeners, if I'm remember. wrong, get in the comments and say they get a free bardic next episode. <laughs> but I'm going to say that it's right now. Up to you. <laughs> <laughs> right now, the Levin Maker bobblehead is jammed and then launched into the bathroom. <laughs> and I vanish it if it's presentation. Like. <laughs> yeah, I'll say that it, there is a noise like in it, it getting that launched, but it <laughs> kind of vanishes into sparkling um, kind of almost snowflake-like dust to call out to Everholm. A different plan. Okay. No, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Uh, how Everholm. much time do you think you have? You've, um, you already feel your body begin to... <laughs> it's very much um, uh, like... I'm, it's unnatural because of the fact that you've learned this kind of spellcasting by yourself. You see your hand gets really big first. Oh, um, can I, can I, would this be something that I could stop with my mage hand or is it too spectral? I'm going to say that you could in theory either do a similar thing like you just did with your mage hand and I'll give you advantage on the sleight of hand check. You know, I like send my mage hand it? to just like grab something from the uh, bathroom and pull it up, like dislodge like one, like the metal uh, circular part yeah. of like a toilet paper roll holder and like Absolutely. jam it in. Absolutely, yeah. Also, I mean, not even, no check necessary for that. I mean, you are very deft with your ability to use your mage hand. This invisible hand goes through and manages to unhook, just uh, a shake floating. off the toilet paper, <laughs> and just yeah. Sorry. <laughs> toilet paper roll. <laughs> doink. Um, and then give me that sleight of hand check also you can roll with advantage. Okay. 
24. That'll do it. You manage to, and you see it, you can see it's struggling, and there's definitely a strong possibility that you have essentially as long as your spell's gonna last to get through it, and if you enlarge while going through, it might just try and slice you in half, um, but you manage to get it um, lodged there, and you see Kittle goes, really excellent work. It's gonna be a no-brainer putting you into the system at the university. You definitely deserve it. Thanks, Kittle. Wow. Okay, I should probably go. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> your hands get huge. Um, you manage to scramble down and drop in. Give me a stealth check. Okay. And I'm going to say this will count for Kittle's stealth check as well. Okay, yes, I am immediately, um, as I land, grabbing like a, a garbage can to stand on and to help Kittle down. Mm, 29. 29. You yes, bitch. deftly land on the toilet below. Like an elf on the snow. <laughs> <sighs> in the ladies' bathroom. <laughs> I really got to keep a low profile in here because I've worked here for a long time, but I'll be gone like in an instant. Oh, God. This Actually, place. I think they might not be allowed to ask that anymore. That makes sense. <laughs> I feel like even though it, more progressive legislative that was passed prior to the Aurelian Empire. Let's uh, just go fast. <laughs> you suddenly are now full Falu'u size um, and you do hear someone flush a toilet nearby as the two of you hold for a moment. Their stall opens go over, wash their hands, and then you hear the sound of heels. I offer them a Clorox wipe as they go. I just happen to have a wipe in my Do pocket. you want to reveal yourself and give a wipe? No. <laughs> Fine. They just later in their day, they find a wet nap in their purse. You use They're your like, man to slip it into their purse. <laughs> you have landed, thankfully, in this quiet bathroom. You've managed to do a successful stealth check. Um, what would you like to do? One, do I recognize maybe if I, is there like a window, like a small bathroom, you know, kind of venting window that I can peek out and see like how high I am in the building kind of based on like the buildings around us? You don't see a window in the bathroom looking out, okay. but you do see there's one, like one of those like um, frosted ones that's on the bathroom door. So you can look into like the actual floor if you make a good perception check. Okay, yeah, I'll go and I'll see if I can try and like peek at what kind of floor I might be on. All right, yeah, give me a perception check. And while I'm doing that, I'm like talking casually to Kittle. Kittle, tell me more about yourself. Where are you from? Well, I'm originally from Gigglevale. Um, after I kind of did some um, artificer training there, I decided that it would be perhaps, well, you know, it's kind of like big fish, small pond, and it's a really crowded pond of other big fish. Giggle right. there's a lot of inventors there, so right. kind of wanted to make a name for myself. Tough competition. Yeah, and you know, I basically kind of followed my father's footsteps and went, decided to kind of go out and see the world a little bit more oh. and found and what, my way what here. What do your parents do? Well, um, Gnomish society is a little complex. Um, it's, most of our families are like polycules, so there's I have, well, my dad, Mr. McGreevy, <laughs> I call him Mr., I guess. Um, he um, He is a privateer on the Mara Mara. And then oh. my mother, um, she's, she's involved in the local government. Oh. Lovely. Let me see if I can tell what floor we're on. Natural 20. Oh, yep, that'll do it. You look out the window, and right on the wall there in huge painted, like, block letters, it's 78. I'm 
absolutely certain we're on floor <laughs> 78. Um, you can pretty much tell that, like, I mean, you know the building well enough. You are centrally just past the two security floors right. of 76 and, and 77. Right, right underneath the mysterious floors. Right, this is where, I mean, like, you assume that this is another lab floor. Mm-hmm. You don't know if you're, like... Levid might be on this floor. You're not sure how far they've gotten, but you do know that from here on out, it gets more and more obscured. Things that you're going to know less and less about, and perhaps are going to be more and more interesting to you. What floor is the observation deck on? Seventy-five. Okay, so seventy-eight. You said correct. Yeah. You have managed to go up three floors. You guys were basically like tiny bolt scrambling up, navigating through to get you here in under a minute, but you managed to do it. Okay. Um, how do you want to proceed? Kittle, when you get to the schematic library, what is it exactly that you think the information you need, what do you think it's going to be stored in? Do you think you're going to need some type of password or some type of um, like card to swipe? You're not wrong. Normally that would be the case, but thanks to this, and she taps uh, her red her scarlet fang, I'll be able to... Taps it again. Internet? Neb? Shit. My connection to internet is getting blocked somehow. Some sort of divination field that's protecting this part of the building. If I can't connect to them, this whole mission is for naught. Literally, they're the one... I've embedded a sort of virus that will allow me to kind of break through into the system that is storing all this information. It would allow me to access and then insert new plants, but if I can't get the... The Wii transfer. <laughs> if I can't access the um, cloud to kind of download their information, I won't be able to do this. Does um, it feel like it's being blocked by some kind of arcane field or something around the building? Yeah, my guess would be that it would be something... Uh, where did you see security was? Uh, floor 77. Well, that is the kind of visual security. Floor 76 being the actual, like offices where the they would dispatch officers from my guess is that it would be on 77 because that would be where the mass amount of like tech they're using to control this building is i think that you're spot on i bet that there's some sort of field that protects these upper floors from you know scrying out from outside eyes we need to get in find whatever jammer it is and shut it off if this is going to work i have an idea tell me all about it well most of the people here love to um, give me their leftover paperwork. Like, at the end of the day, everyone who didn't get something done, they just drop it on my desk, kind of like a garbage disposal of work I'm that I then have to do. so sorry. That is... Is that not how it works for the... For those who are treated well and appreciated? No, I don't think that's how it works. Or at least I hope not. So anyway, Kittle, my plan, <laughs> Fulu, kind of unable to really dig <laughs> into this. Another huge blow. <laughs> if he digs into this, he's going to have to order, like, a lot of takeout in, like, a tank top <laughs> and sit on his bed and, like, feed, talk to his fish for a little bit. Um, maybe I could just go up to everyone and be like, all right, well, if you have anything for the 77th floor, I'm here to take it down for you all, you know? They probably would just hand it off to me and let me do their work for them. Yeah, that might be able to get us access to, because I mean, other than that, we'd have to, and she looks back towards the vents, crawl down to try and do that. Right, but then I feel like we would have to take out, potentially, anyone who was in there. Might be better to kind of walk in and suss it out, and then maybe we could 
come back with that information. Do we want to try and contact um, uh, Smite and Levitt before we do that? Are we trying to meet up with them first, or do you want to tackle this ourselves and kind of let them know and go on our, you know, merry way? Mm. I would like to get back to Miss Maycare with some good information. That way it wasn't just, okay, we got up higher and then we left. Very fair. So, shall we see what we can do about this jammer? You're, you're Jessica Chastain and you're a freelancer. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I probably got about another 30 minutes on this disguise. Um, we should, I have limited resources, um, but if we could, in 30 minutes, give me a chance to duck in so I can maintain this. Um, and then, depending on how what you guys want to do, if we need to lie low, we just need to find a spot where we can kind of camp out for a few hours. Do I, um, would Falu know, do I need any kind of special like, permissions to go down to the 77th floor? Like, would they let me walk in or would I need something to like buzz? I think that you would be able to, Falu would know that perhaps the most difficult aspect of this would be to get someone to be like, hey, can you scan the elevator like with your fob so it enables it to go back down? Okay. But essentially like, it, it, that would come down to maybe a persuasion check or a sleight of hand to steal their idea to do so. Okay, So you great. definitely could do it without having to go through a ton of, like, okay. loops. Okay, wonderful. All right, I will um, step out with a Kittle in tow. You um, do. Outside this door looks to be a long hallway, one of the ones that might, like, stretch out and then around the entire floor. Mm-hmm. You see just from here, there looks to be another of, of various offices and like small labs, supply rooms. Um, and you look around and you do see occasionally like someone walk by who looks to be one of these, um, like an executive. You see someone walk by in like white lab coats. People move back and forth heading to their various business here. What direction do you want to go slash how do you want to proceed? Can I grab like a random stack of papers from somewhere as I'm like passing by like a desk or something? Yeah, give me another sleight of hand check. Okay. <laughs> Not every pa- stack of papers <laughs> will be something that people won't miss. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Makes point. no sense. Makes no sense to me. 13. You um walk by and you see like you're like passing and looking through various glass windows into the like the labs and offices you see one room that looks to be a kind of more administrative space on this floor you crack open the door slip in stacks of paper books file cabinets you see vaguely some information on what looks to be like potions and alchemy like this is clearly one of the floors dedicated to that. Mm-hmm. Um, These are blank, right? I say to cover any potential of <laughs> And as you go, anger. as you say that and reach out for a stack, you see a halfling pop up and go, um, can I help you? Oh, yes. Sorry. I actually was just looking for, um, oh, where were those papers that I uh, put down? Can I just try and pick them up, pick them up anyway and like briefly turn my back to him? Give me a deception check. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And Kittle goes, hey, have you found those papers yet? Um, uh, it's going to give you advantage on that roll. Okay, good, because that was a 12. <laughs> okay, thank God. Uh, that one is a 17. Okay, I'm going to roll an insight check okay. to see if this halfling can suss this out. With a natural five, you see the halfling go, oh, um, well, these these ones just came in and points out a stack um, at the edge of the desk. Um, where where do they have to be brought to? I thought they were getting deposited here. Oh, um, 
I was actually uh, supposed to, I believe, bring these down to the 77th floor. Something about making sure that um, they're checking everyone's clearance. I think maybe because of how, you know, serious and intense everything is getting. Yeah, it's a big day. Exactly. Big, big day. It's like everything goes through security first, um, all the paperwork. Um, so, and then, and then I drop it off to someone else and I presume wherever you, uh, you know, the destination as it goes but i'm it's just my job to get to security totally understand and gives you that kind of look that's like the us us like lower admin got to stick together kind of thing and goes like uh go ahead i i'll uh i'll let them know if someone comes by looking for them i'll say that you did the chore for them thank okay. you for doing yeah that. no problem also sorry to be a, such a pain but um could you buzz me down it's just that um i haven't um my paperwork to get my fob upgraded it's been in the works yeah, the for change that happened. 10 or so They're years switching from car, yeah. car, like cards to fobs now it's it's i don't know why but yeah yeah sure i'll, I'll swipe you down thank you thank oh my you god the By holes the way, that bureaucracy <laughs> leaves have you met jessica oh no i haven't hi and you see kittle walks up and goes jessica chastain future ceo major business person she's got big aspirations okay i i appreciate that energy follow me uh, and leads you out of this office and down the hall to the elevator where you press the button and after a few moments you hear the ding and the doors open and at that moment is when you hear crazy commotion coming from far down the hallway um you see this halfling looks and goes what the hell? You'd better go check that out. Yeah. Um, I'll, uh, here, dude, just kind of scans it for you. Um, and you're able to hit 77. The doors close as you watch this halfling bolt towards where the open lab floor is. And we are going to cut over to you, Levid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. You hear Jerk apologizing and scrambling. Okay. Nobody freak out. I got this. Okay, so, and you see the purple liquid is hardening everywhere. Potions that have been essentially like this chain reaction. You see things are combining. Someone accidentally gets splashed or something. Goes, ah! Turns into a squirrel and falls to the ground and scampers away. You see someone. I message Smite. I say, don't move. Fuck, fuck, fuck. And you see Smite has um, had his hand in one of the cabinets as you watch one of the human scientists who's accidentally ingested something uh, goes and accidentally breathes fire, having ingested a potion of fire breathing. Um, oh and ignites a wall that just, just shooting off more potions. Was the glue... Um uh, uh, what's it called? Explosive? No, basically it splattered out and because of its nature, it led to some chaotic events. Like okay. people like it getting splattered on certain scientists, they get stuck to something. They're like, ah, ah, they stumble backwards. It sure. hits another apparatus. Sure. Which so it's just really reaction. sticky. It's not like also, you know how like, there's like that putty that's also like oh, an explosive. Yeah, no. It's okay. not you, the moment that it is heist movies. I presume. <laughs> I am not a scientist. Absolutely. Absolutely. You, you literally see like, I mean, Jerk did not misadvertise this product. The second that it hit something that it was that was solid, it sealed it to it. So like literally you the people who have like things that are glass stuck to their hands are permanently have this until either they fucking 
tear the skin off their hands, or they do something that could, you know, discover a solvent to get this off. But they, the room is in panic, and as it be, is panicking, more potions are getting broken, more things are, like, more fires are breaking out. You're, an alarm starts to go off, and the sprinklers start splashing water everywhere. Can I? What do you do? Yes. So I say to Smite, don't move. I want to see, like, who he's near, and I also want to perceive or, like, get some insight of, like, who is near me that is covered in Gloog and who is near me that is not covered in Gloog. Can I see people's IDs, like, hanging off them? Yeah. I mean, 100% without even a check, uh, everyone here has, like, the lanyard version of like some sort of security clearance for this floor. Um, The people who are already (laughs) glugified or have gotten glugged, um, they, like the effect of the glug is already set in. It is no longer sticky anymore. So like if you touch it, it'll just be like the equivalent of touching um, hard glue. Yeah, like super glue or any hard glue that's, it's just like plasticky. But every- I run over to Jerk and say, Jerk, are you okay? And like to kind of like shake him and like kind of see if he's okay. And then like secretly- sleight of hand like lift his id it's a massive setback i don't know what i'm gonna do <laughs> listen listen i got your back let's just clean up this mess and uh it doesn't have no one should no one could be the wiser you think so <laughs> um, <I'm> sh- <laughs> you know i'm sure we can do something give me a sleight of hand check um i will say that with the distractions that are happening you can roll with advantage also he's probably happy for you to be like touching his neck yeah you give right? like him you like embrace him and he goes huh oh, i needed this contact <laughs> is so important no. <laughs> 16 plus 6 way above his passive perception you easily slip um you like again it's like clipped on you just unclip and slip it in your pocket as you pull back and he goes, okay, uh, we just need to make sure. Is he holding any more files of Gloog? No, the, like, he, (laughs) since shattering that one, thankfully his apparatus has remained intact, so there's not more Gloog. So there's, like, there's, like, something you had mentioned, he took the Gloog from, like, a a closet of Gloog, essentially. Well, he kind of, it's like, picture this big glass test tubes, all these things. There's, like, a test tube connected to one tube where it's, like, filled, and then it stops. He undid that corked it so it didn't immediately solidify right. and then added another test tube there immediately okay. to basically like because essentially he's like the moment this gets exposed to oxygen for too many seconds I've essentially ruined this entire product okay. so it's more of it's more elaborate for me to try and like get glue get some glue and take some of that with me I mean you could certainly detach the test tube you put in and find like there's stoppers nearby if you really want to take some mm-hmm. the biggest thing will be trying to convince him that to let you take it <laughs> Get Gloog. Um, get Gloog. <laughs> I get, yeah, and we also have fast friends, so maybe I can just be like, listen, let's clean up this mess. That's what I'm going to say. Listen, let's clean up this mess. Why don't you give me some of this, and I can use it for um, for presentation purposes. I'll put together um, I'll put together a slideshow, and we'll have a meeting later this week once people have forgotten about you know this whole moment. You really think that you're you're willing to take a chance on me? It's been zero days since we've had a blue accident. <laughs> I have so much confidence in you, and honestly, I have nothing to lose. You. Look this man in the eyes. Looks back at you. The pleading eyes emoji incarnate. Thank you. Look, I, with the alarms going off, they're gonna send janitorial up here. 
Um, you should get out of here. It's not safe. <laughs> you see, like, acid splash at someone. Ah! Screaming. Um, okay. Thank you. Here's my card. And gives you his card. It is a piece of paper that he has written Jerk Burklark on. Oh, uh, great. Thank you. And I have your number from before. Yes. <laughs> Wipes his forehead. Uh, anyways, um, thank you again for taking a chance on me. It means the world. Absolutely. Um, I'll leave you to it. Let me go check on my friend, and then we'll be right out of your hair. As you turn, you see Smite comes over. Business is concluded here, I think. This has been <laughs> insane. We should, um... Uh, of course, yes, we're on our way. Yep, I have a meeting um, and turns and just beelines back towards where the elevators were. Where do you want to head? Wait, I, I message him and I say, did you swipe an ID? Um, I got I got some stuff. Don't worry. Okay. All right. Wow. Okay. Um, He did roll pretty low on his sleight of hand check. <laughs> did someone see him? You're not sure, and you're also not sure necessarily what he may have gotten. But he seems very confident in what he's done. Uh, I think Levitt is like, wow, impressed. Like, very good. Great. I didn't have to babysit him. Even with a solid insight check, you would read nothing but confidence on his face. As the two of you turn towards the exit to begin to leave, where do you think Levitt is heading now? I think that Levitt is aware that security is on this floor also, right? I'm on 77. Give me a perception check. That's a dirty 20. This is floor 78. You and Flew were actually coincidentally on the same floor, just in different sections. This is a very big building. Can I um, Can I say to Smite, <laughs> I'm going to say to Smite, I'm just going to quickly use the bathroom. Uh, looks around at the chaos. Sure. You know, we got um, kills to, disguise. I just have to make to sure I look okay. I don't want to... Uh, I don't want to invite people's attention if I look disheveled. You look amazing. You don't have to worry about that right now. Okay, well, I just oh, uh, want to sorry, be sure. Sorry, it's not my place. Go, 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 go. Here, I'll... I um, know where it is. It's right here. He, he posts up on the wall as you head into the bathroom. I just give myself a once over in the mirror, and uh, do I see the bobblehead of me? <laughs> Uh, no, it was it was disintegrated. Oh, I just did all of it. Um, but you, you can do, delete all that. You do turn. <laughs> that was a bit. <laughs> <laughs> you do turn and see that one of the stalls is missing in the toilet paper, and the toilet paper was oh, and on the there's ground. um the garbage can is upturned and below the vent. <laughs> That because does... I stood on it to help Kittle get out. <laughs> oh, okay. I think uh, maybe I see maybe I see it, and I kind of think maybe, and I fix it so that no one is like um, thinking. None the wiser. None the wiser. Exactly. So you head back out. You meet up with Smite, and Smite goes, "Okay, do we want to um, try and message them? I don't know exactly where they are, but if the two of us are messaging randomly in different directions, we're bound to hit one of them, right? Sure. All right. You guys start uh, pointing and messaging. Give me, just roll a d20 for me. Give me a luck check. You're trying to make sure you can get a message in before either they get out of range or, you know, you waste too much time and people are like, hey. passing an elevator. (laughs) Six. Okay. You guys send out some messages, but you're not getting any responses. Is Smite going to roll for that too? You basically rolled the luck check for the both of you. But you guys spend, I think that what happens here is that you don't want to spend too much time just like, standing and pointing people and a scry eye might be like that's a weird behavior for someone to be doing so i think that after a little bit of you guys not knowing necessarily where to go smite goes okay we just go to 77 to see if there people are being pulled towards this alarming noise down here we can also use it to try and find our allies if that's the security floor and they have eyes on everything exactly yeah all right um so we just have to get down he pulls out his security badge this should 
work? I guess I should refresh my disguise to look like this person a little bit more. Who is it? Um, turns it towards you, and it just looks um, like um, my first name that came to my mind was Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> Do I go with that? What yeah, do we why not? <laughs> it says Bob Odenkirk for some reason. All right. Um, cha- well, I think I know that guy. Changes his appearance to look like Bob Odenkirk. Um, and then the two of you look towards the elevator, um, which you guys have a chance to, at this point, run over and press the button. It opens. You scan your IDs. They both check out, thankfully. Great. And you guys begin to go down. Meanwhile, Kittle and Flu have already been making their way towards 77. On the way from floor 78 to floor 77, mm-hmm. I look at Kittle and I go, follow my lead. You got it. I will disguise self to be love in my care. Okay. I'm gonna- so we're both going to 77? I don't know that you're coming to 77. <laughs> this was my plan and I'm sticking with it. This if is, it causes chaos, it causes chaos. This is very good. This I, is my plan. Flu, give me a stealth check to try and get out of the like visual of the scry eye that's in here. You know, it's like you know how it's like something you can like back into the corner below um, a security camera and try, and it won't be on full vision of you. Yeah. Can I throw up all of the papers that I was just given? Yes. Go ahead and roll that stealth check with advantage. This kid goes, "What are you doing? Papers flying in the air." That's not important. <laughs> 25. 25. You managed to disguise yourself as the beautiful Levin Maycare. As the doors open and the papers settle and Kittle looks at you and goes, I am impressed. How did you not get into the university? All right, guys. (laughs) I walk into the security office. You see the headquarters of Glockheed Security, a main room that's almost reminiscent of an amphitheater. Huge monitors on the wall before you that show a variety of different views outside and throughout the tower. Employees dressed in white button downs with red ties sit in ergonomic chairs before these long desks that are similarly set up to like NASA's control center. These like tiers of tables that are all both um, like Everyone there is either taking notes or like monitoring some sort of screen or um, conveying messages to and fro to each other, managing the scry eyes. You also see up and behind, like you guys enter into this floor and kind of above you looks to be some sort of enclosed dais. It's kind of um, got like glass windows that obscure a lot of what is going on in there, but you do see there is some dim arcane light that illuminates what looks to be three different figures in there. Near the doors that might lead to, say, bathrooms and just other areas that are on the 77th floor, you see these elite-looking guards in black suits. No visible weaponry, but I think Falu would know that they probably possess some sort of technology um, or some sort of advanced weaponry that is not so blunt, or, or should I say, obvious as say mm-hmm. like a sword or mm-hmm. some sort of dagger. Mm-hmm. Um, you see that they're kind of positioned throughout the space near these openings and exits. And as of right now, no one has like taken note of you because of just the nature of this floor is pretty much off limits to anyone who wouldn't have clearance access. Mm-hmm. So um, you have a moment before anything happens. What would you like to do? I'm just going to walk straight in like I own the place and go, hi, gentlemen. Hi, everyone. You see a few heads turn and um, one of the closer employees, this um, human man, stands and goes, uh, hi, uh, Miss Maycare, I believe it is. 
Yes, I no, we've met, we've met. Weren't you weren't you at the last party? Didn't I see you um getting rowdy? Rowdy roll check. <laughs> um n- no, I, I I was working that night actually. Um, no, here, they had yeah. you working. I'm what's your name again? Eric Leyland. Eric Leyland. <laughs> I can tell you for sure that you're going to be on the guest list for the next party. They should be treating you guys right. After all, you're responsible for keeping all of us safe. <sighs> Give me a persuasion or deception check, whatever you prefer. This is rich. Natural 20. Yes. yes. This man looks at you. There's flattered. always an ice luge. Oh, I've never been I've never been invited to the higher up parties. I thank no, thank you. No, you've got to come. You've got to come. All right. So we're running a tight ship today, right, gentlemen? Yeah, of course. Of course. Looks around to the others who nod nearby, some of them flashing smiles your way. Yes, um, we all know it's a very important day. Of course. Of course we take care. Of course we take care. You know, murmurs throughout. Many are not paying attention, but this close corner is fully, um, fully, fully falling for the deceptions right now. Listen, Eric, can I call you Eric? Uh, yeah, it's not short for anything, so definitely. I would hope that you call me that. Well, you just called me Miss Maycare, so let's get on a first name basis. Fair. It's well, Levid. Nice I shake his hand. Do shake hands. Please meet Jessica. Um, she works in tech, I believe. Tech mogul Jessica Chastain, maybe you've heard of me, sticks mogul. out a hand. Um, it does sound kind of familiar. Yes, I'm from uh, Meadowmead. I'm a halfling. And he goes, I, I can see that. Um, so I, how can I help you guys? Can I message Eric? <laughs> yes, definitely. Can I go, she is the daughter of a very, very important client. And I would like to just kind of show her how, you know, high our capabilities are. I thought on our very important day things are really looking official around here let's this... show off a little shall we make some important connections well of course if you'd like i can give a brief tour of this area <gasps> or i think jessica would love that wouldn't you jessica that is exactly why i'm here thank you can i join because i don't ever really get to see you know this side of everything of course levitt it, again uh so nice to meet you. Uh, follow me. Begins to lead you kind of along the wall, um, gesturing to the various places. This is where we observe all of the goings-on of GI Tower. Our so eloquent. Thank you. I. This is the pinnacle of security. We are perhaps the most technologically advanced structure probably in all of Emeralia. And our use of scry eyes and begins to like point out various screens are you looking for anything in particular? Could I kind of just like work on schmoozing with him a little bit and like nod at Kittle to be like, this is your chance to like look around and absorb everything. Like, cause I feel like she would have a better understanding of, of like what she's looking for. Yes, exactly. To like aid her. Okay. Yeah. Why don't you, uh, I'll let you roll for it. Cause it's more okay. fun. Give me a perception check. <laughs> Kittle is not afraid of leaning over someone's shoulder and going like, did you see that? Oh no! It must have been nothing. And just like, <laughs> oh, you know, it's a bird. <laughs> just like moving around, and kind of like sowing a little um, chaos. It's a dirty twenty for her. Dirty twenty. Um, as you guys are like looking around and uh, sparing the dialogue, this halfling is basically just talking you through the type of technology and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. essentially the 
intense magical demand that this tower has. Like, just from an arcane perspective, it is using so much power. You, can, one, can't even imagine where it's all coming from, and two, can't imagine how much it took to put it in place. That's exactly what I asked him. I go, that seems impossible that you guys do that all every day. I mean, where does it all come from? What do you have a bunch of, what do you have a bunch of people under here casting all day? <laughs> no, Is that, that why be... you weren't at the party? No, no. Well, I unfortunately am not so gifted in that casting. And also it, it is incredibly expensive to pay mages that much. A long time ago, as our technology began to develop, we started working on new ways to store arcane energy. And so a combination of people um, who are, are engineers who work and are able to, you know, essentially donate spell slots, but also um, the schematic library itself, which you probably know is of kind of an arcane hub here. Um, it sustains and generates magic that allows us to maintain all of this beautiful it's a very elegant system jessica jessica goes mm -hmm, mm -hmm, uh, and then messages you and goes up there and looks to the dais where you see give me an arcana check okay. Ooh, another dirty 20 a dirty 20 all right with that high of an arcana check falu despite not having a full arcane education does understand the very basics at least of the eight schools of magic and how even though it's not always like this often they are associated with certain colors one color you spot up there is the blue of abjuration which you would in even with your I would say your decent arcane knowledge would know that that is the kind of thing you would want to use if you're blocking magic, if you're setting up like a private space. Is that Frock up there? Um, no, Frock is actually, I believe, still downstairs, but he should be returning any moment if you're looking oh, to him. Oh, great. Those guys seem like they work hard. They really, really do. Great, great people. Maybe um, we should send them like a pizza or something today. Miss Maker, uh, Levid, uh, you are so kind. You should come up here more often. If only I could. The elevator doors <laughs> open. Um, <laughs> this is, again, there's multiple elevators, so this one isn't filled with papers, but the doors open, uh -huh. and um, Levid Maycare and this older-looking middle-aged man uh, <laughs> named Bob Odenkirk are looking into the space, stepping out. Levitt, you immediately clock yourself, standing next to the halfling version of Kittle. Can I, in this elevator, is there like a panel where the buttons are that I can quickly just like um, kind of shield myself from anyone seeing me and quickly cast Disguise Self? Yes, similar situation to Falu. There is a scry eye in here, so you will... You either need to do like. Well, I was gonna say, um, maybe I message Smite and say, "Cover the scry eye." You see, the doors are open. You quickly duck behind. No one has turned to look at the elevators since they've opened. You, as I said, you see Levid and Kittle um, standing in front of this guy. His back is turned towards you, so he has not yet noticed you. So you uh, make eye contact. You, you two make eye contact as the true Levid pulls in back and you see Smike pulls up his coat, like his just suit jacket, and quick cast light. So there's like a big flash of light. Give me, give me a stealth check to see if you can kind of get this spell out before anyone sees it. Definitely gonna arouse some suspicion. It's but at twenty. Oh <laughs> my god! 
<laughs> what does it arouse? It arouses what does it arouse? nothing but the dice Christ. You there's are, like nothing but natural twenties and dirty twenties for the last five minutes. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. You are really blessed. This is the time to get it. You manage to pull back, and by the time the light settles, what does Levin look like? A disheveled filou en duvet. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You immediately, you know, pull out from there and Smite looks to you and goes, well, we certainly look like a pair. And pull out full frame of <laughs> Bob Odenkirk and this very lanky, disheveled looking elf. Um, you, the oh, door's my open. assistant. <laughs> I run I run out and I say, Miss Maker, Miss Maker, there's a bunch of ruckus on floor 78. It seems that one of the laboratories has exploded in a ball of fire. You see a number of these. I've come to whisk you away to safety. A number of these various um, like. employees. <laughs> You see a number of these security employees that have been monitoring that situation, um, like rise, like if you rise and turn to look your way, you see that, I mean, they've definitely sent security already to go handle it, but you coming down definitely draws the focus a little bit. All right, finally, you guys get to do something, right? <laughs> uh, never a boring day, um, as this man, Eric, rushes back to his desk, um, and you have a moment here, Kittle, has obviously identified, and Fulu, have obviously identified where this jammer is. Obviously, Smite and Levitt are not clued in on this. I would say that, thinking of this realistically, the four of you are standing in this space. You're gonna have a, it's a short window for how long you can just stay here unattended. Yeah. After this tour, like a Nat 20 definitely bought you a tour, but this is also the head of security. Even employees shouldn't just be hanging out here. So how would you like to proceed? I'll say that like if we were mechanically saying how many rounds are going by, you have like a minute to decide your next move. Okay, so the you say, when you say we're near the jammer, did it seem like a thing that we like physically saw that was like within reach of us? Or was it that, or were you saying it's up on that dais? It's in the dais, yeah. Okay, it's okay. in that, and I would say like the door dais comes to mind in terms of my way of like visualizing it, but it's like a, have you ever seen that model for prisons where they have a tower that's like, it essentially, the, it's, it's the a panopticon. panopticon. Yeah. This is that, but only looking at this space. It's like half of a panopticon looking down on this whole space. Okay. So okay. It is, it's kind accessible like by stairs. When Katniss was auditioning for the Hunger Games exactly and they like were that. up in the like little lunch booth. Exactly. Oh. Panopticon, obviously. It is panopticon. Yeah, 100%. You And you see that that floor up there is accessible by like a set, like two sets of stairs that like lead up and then into the actual building. In this moment where everyone is kind of like looking at like the Gloog thing, can I... Uh, <laughs> the Gloog incident. <laughs> the, Gloog, the great Gloog incident. Um, can I message Levid and go, there's a jammer up on that sort of, I don't know, I guess I would call it a dais. <laughs> I can make someone invisible if someone thinks that they can go jam the jammer. Uh, I say, yes, hold on, and I message Smite. Smite, did you grab that invisibility potion? I sure did. Hands you a potion. <gasps> I say, this is an invisibility potion. To Filu in a message. <laughs> <laughs> um, I grab that shit and look at Kittle and go, go. Do you want to go, or should I? Um... Together. And okay. she also has the spell invisibility. So oh. you see she kind of, she scampers. Is it is it weird if two people go missing though? Like, can we cover for 
that's what one I was person thinking. going missing, I was but thinking, not two. Yeah, then, like Kittle does it and scampers up there and does her thing. We cover for okay. for her, and yeah. uh, we don't have to go invisible. We can remain in our disguises. Okay. Do I you... think I will uh, kind of like run after Kittle, not invisible, but run after her invisible form and like stand near the stairs. Okay, so I'm going to have, you see Kittle, as these people turn their focus away, Kittle is going to try and make a stealth check to, like, slip under a desk or behind something so she can quickly cast invisibility without being observed by the various guards in here. Okay. She rolled. I also figure because she's small, it could be, like, because she, like, dips under a desk or something. She rolled a 12 for her stealth check. Let's see. Their passive perception is 11. Ooh. She rolled a 12. You're she kidding. You're slides kidding. slides behind and you watch as she Shitty security guards. Pulls out, I know, right? <laughs> she pulls out the components, an eyelash, some gum Arabic, and then quickly casts it and vanishes. Um, she puts her set on. <laughs> <laughs> she quickly does her makeup and you watch as she fizzles out of visibility. Um, and then she is going to make a stealth check with advantage. That is a 18 plus two. That is a dirty 20. You watch, or rather you don't watch, but you assume that she is able to scamper around these desks and up the stairs heading towards that door. God, guys, this glue thing seems really bad. We need to get more security on that floor. Stat, where's oh, janitorial? Everyone's like, the, the, the things are breaking up. Would it help if I made some calls? I pick up a phone off the wall and just start pressing random numbers. Miss Bacon. Do you need the names of the people you should be calling? As you guys essentially run this distraction Falou, trying to keep the them. chaos up. Um, I to... run over as Falou, like trying to help security guards and messing things up on their desk. <laughs> How can I help you? Everyone, okay. everyone give me deception checks. Um, we're going to do a group average. Okay. Hold on. We're good. We're good. We're good. Trust me. Are we? No. Yeah, we are. Average. Don't look at me. I'm going to say that. I haven't gone to college, so I'm bringing the average down with <laughs> with my three. My deception Oof. is 15 plus 13. Okay, so that is a total of 28. 28. Um, What's the average between 28 and three? Is it, it's got to be pretty good. Was yours a total of three? Oh, yeah, it was two plus one. Okay. I'm not, there's no reason why I should have come down it's here a 16. to deceive. <laughs> so that's the insight check that they have to beat. They have to beat a 16. All right. Let's use the Keegan die. Keegan. Keegan. I see you pick up the phone. Do not to call. call Keegan. <laughs> I summon Keegan. Um, Keegan, we rolled a four. So in, you are clearly yes. on the side of the yes. players. Keegan, thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, they, the focus is pulled off. Cut to Kittle, who has scampered up the stairs, oh, maintaining gee. invisible. She knows that she has plenty of time. Visibility does last an hour. Um, she carefully opens the door having to narrate this because you guys didn't follow her. Uh, <laughs> um, Kittle, tell me what's going on. She's messaging you the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> she, she can't, unfortunately. Invisibility means she can't cast oh, anything. That's fair. I Can know. I message her and open the line of communication? That will 100% work. Yes. Kittle, how's it going? Okay, um, I'm in an enclosed space. There's a bunch of like, panels and levers. This is managing kind of the higher systems that overlook all of these. Um, Kittle, she- Kittle, take a big deep breath. I just want you to know that from the moment I met you, I knew and I saw something in you. You are incredibly smart, and I believe in you. 
and I want to cast Bardic Inspiration on her. Yeah, you can give nice. her some Bardic. Interesting, Bardic through message. I love that kind of extend. I mean, I would buy that as a way of extending the range of Bardic. Um, she, she smiles to herself, a little more confident in her venture as she slips in barely avoiding this um, human woman with buzzed hair, the deep brown skin, orange eyes, and then a man who has got black hair, beige skin, a close shave, all of them dressed in what looks to be like, almost like mages robes. They look to be maybe the casters that like are overseeing this whole space. Um, and the last one looks to be a gnome with this like cyan blue hair and matching goatee who is standing in front of the jammer, which in principle, is both a antenna that looks to be kind of lined with these bl lightly blue arcane glyphs, but then a sort lightly of glowing blue. lightly glowing blue, yes, and then a number of meters that seem to be detecting disturbances, things that kind of interfere. If when she contacted Interneb, they mm -hmm. likely got a blip on this thing that someone was trying to like push through a divination it's wall. It's like when they look at your Google searches. This is the, this is the, <laughs> you see this gnome <laughs> very gleefully <laughs> looking this over. I'm a pervert. Blue's um, <laughs> like, oh no, I've looked up fake degree like 80,000 times. <laughs> fake degree, fake degree, question mark. How do you fake a degree? Is faking a degree illegal? Um, Will my mother know if I fake my degree? <laughs> <laughs> so sad. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to say that just the nature of this, which one of you wants to roll for her? She's going to roll an intelligence check. Um, I rolled for Kittle before, so you roll for Ashley. Intelligence? Yeah, she is going to be casting Dispel Magic. She's going to use one of her third level slots. She is going to try and first slip into a space that is slightly obscured and then cast this from hiding, disabling this jammer so you guys can connect to Interneb. You're using her stats. She's roll a d20, and you're gonna add plus five. Oh, sweet. Nine plus five. Fourteen. Fourteen. Plus the bardic. Seven. Seven. Hey, pretty plus fucking 21. good. She hanging in the back of the room from a distance. From a distance, she um, murmurs to herself, and then releases the incantation, sending a disruption through the weave, invisible to the naked eye, that you watch it. The various glowing glyphs fade, and you see the gnomish mage in front of it goes, what, what? Begins to like hit it. What's going on? Kicks it a few times. What the fuck? As this divination ability has faded, she touches Interneb, smiles to herself. Start and then, downloading. Um, she now has to make another stealth check because she is fully visible now because um, <gasps> she had to cast a spell magic. Who wants to roll the stealth check for me? She adds a uh, plus two. And the passive perception is 10. That uh, is yeah, correct. That is yeah. Otherwise, I would quick. From wait, a distance. She, wait, <laughs> we gave her the uh, the potion. She just she cast ca yeah, she, she cast invisibility on herself. But we handed her the potion also, right? Okay. You we're saying that we were handing off the potion, and that's why I couldn't do prestidigitation. Okay. So she should at least have one. Roll a d100 for me. 80. And roll a d10. 80. <laughs> Oh, so it was, a, it was a zero? It was a zero. Okay. She pops the potion out. 
stares at it. You're kidding me. Oh my so god. Smite. <laughs> You're kidding me. Um, You're fucking kidding me. Noah, you tricked me. Never let a man do anything. You tricked me. Suddenly, <gasps> she is able to taste everything. She can taste the air. She can. She somehow has an ability to sense the flavors of you. Like if you were in there, you see she drinks the potion, goes, oh, oh, it's kind of like clearly. It's like what is going on in my mouth right now? Kittle, stop smacking your lips and hide. God Kittle, damn it! I message, Kid, I message Kittle. What's what going you, on? What did you give me? This is an invisibility. I can taste air. Smite! What the fuck did you do? What? I you just said grab a potion. Listen, Kittle, you still got this. All right, stealth check. Um, I rolled it, and she rolled a 14. So she manages to back to the wall. <laughs> I won't do it because we all know mouth sounds are a little hard to listen to. Um, but she is actively trying to stifle lip smacks and um, gags as she desperately walks out of the room. What, um, is, what is the actual effect that it says? I just did, I found like I googled like random potion table and literally it just said flavor makes anything and everything taste uh, like in, enhances the flavor. So she can now just taste everything that's there. Um, she does manage to slip out though and is at the top of the steps. Um, you guys see her pop out and she messages you, Falu, and goes, we're all set. We just need to absolutely get the fuck out of here. I message Levin and Smite, shall we? Let's shall. Let's do it. Um, you guys all turn towards the Olivier Guys, I love this. Hey, yes, uh, yes, um, thanks. Eric, Eric, I'll see you at the party, the next one. Totally. <laughs> like, clearly very stressed at this point. Um, Bring a date if you want to break my heart. Uh, looks, pauses for a second. <laughs> what? Um, and as... Uh, Le Levu looks over at you and, to, and gives you a little grimace. I, I'm Vless. sorry. <laughs> and as you guys walk towards the elevator, nice. you press the up button and the doors ding open to Frock Stonehenge, <laughs> stepping in. Frock. Ah, what are you doing here? Do you even have clearance for this, Miss Maker? And looks to you, Flo. <laughs> Frock, you say such funny things. Uh, it seems like there's some kind of glug incident. Is this approved? Because I don't think we've heard about this on the upper floors. This is the most outrageous. These scientists need to be put in line. They are not adhering to any of my protocols. Yes, well, you know, I don't want to be a stickler, but really it ultimately falls down to you guys what gets, you know, okayed. Give me an intimidation check. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the charisma, you're charisma-based, right? That's what we <laughs> established. No. <laughs> <laughs> But I have plus one, so it's better than better an than orc none. named Gorgonzola. <laughs> Weird. Never heard of her. Look, it was in that one on the ground. So now that we got that out, out of the way. Get that one out of the way. Nine. He looks to you and goes, Miss Maker, I assure you that everything will be handled. You need not worry. You're right, Frock. This is your job. How about I let you do your job and I'll do mine? Sounds fair, but do you mind me asking what brought you to this floor and who are these? Well, I recognize Jessica. Frock, you already <laughs> Jessica met Jessica. Jessica. <laughs> um, good day, Frock. 
Excuse me, Frock, um, we've been trying to get these IDs approved, and so they keep sending us, you know how bureaucracy works, they're sending us from one floor to the next floor, and to the next floor, trying to get these freelancers set up, and it's just, it's so very boring and tiring, and I'm sure you're already bored listening to me talk about it, but... Anyway, um, that's why we're here. Yes. We had a quick tour while we were here. Right, Eric? Oh, Eric seems busy. Fuck, fuck, fuck. And you see Smite um, in disguise go, "Uh, Yes, uh, we'll be on our way. Uh, I must go back to my office. <laughs> I've, uh, give me. Uh, let's do a group deception the rolls check. Their f- Levlu rolls, rolls their eyes. <laughs> uh, yeah, everyone give me deception. We're going to do another group check. Not one. Um, okay. the, the luck is over, gang. Okay, okay, okay. So I I can't, on deception checks, roll. I can't fail. So anything under a nine becomes a 10. It's plus 13, so 23. Okay, so you got a 23 because you rolled lower than nine, so you're just going to, you take that ability. And then what does Kittle roll? 23. Um, Smite rolled a 28. Nice. Flu rolled a nat one. Yes. And Kittle rolled... Also an 18, which for her translates to a 19. I'll roll an insight check. The total that he has to beat is a 17, even with the nat one. That was my guess. mm, You are so smart. So Frock here, who does add a decent amount to insight, has to beat a 17 in order to kind of suspect that something is going on here. He rolled an 11 plus five, which puts him at 16. (laughs) Gang, the luck is still in this house tonight. And that's right, baby. <laughs> Frock looks at each one of you. You can tell that you are getting away with this, but he's on to you. He is not, he, he might seem dumb, but he's he's very insightful. And he, he's, he's- Not with that role, he's not- Not with this role, but he in generally is the kind of person who's suspect of everyone. Mm-hmm. So four people, two of which who are clearly guests, one of which he definitely doesn't recognize, cough, cough, Bob Odenkirk. He is, <laughs> he is instantly like, something's going on here, but between the Glug incident and the fact that you guys are all um, just smiling and trying to play it off. He goes, well, um, you should you should leave. It is not safe yeah. on these higher floors. I understand Shit's that. really hitting the fan here, huh? Yes, we have to do that if you don't mind. any gestures to the alleviators. Miss Maycare, after you. Yes, um, Miss Maycare. Buzz us up, why don't you frock? <laughs> Technically, two of you guys have IDs, so oh, you, okay, okay, okay. you do manage to go there, press the up button, and after a few just seconds... Just kidding, frock, I don't need you. <laughs> Okay, breaking my heart every day, Miss Maycare. Um, <laughs> uh, as you guys wait and the doors open and you guys enter inside. Now, as the doors close, where are you heading? Can I first um, open the my- women's bathroom? Oh, okay, okay. I was just, I was just gonna hug with you and then say we could turn back into our normal self. We can definitely hug in the woman's bathroom. Okay, great. Where there are no scry eyes. <laughs> yes, Miss Maycare. Any, anywhere you'd like, including the women's bathroom. It's very jarring to see the two of you speaking to each other. You did a really good job. You did a great job, too. That's not what I sound like, is it? Well, that's not what I sound like, either. And I'm not that flirty all the time. Um, Guys, and you see that Kittle <laughs> has just pressed a few buttons. Which one are we going to? We're Does going to remember? 99. Okay, you guys press... 99, the doors shut. You guys begin to move up. Roll me a luck check. 
Um, is just trying to is get someone else gonna roll it? Uh, I I feel like I just heard a die hit paper. Uh, does anyone no, want to admit I, I, to a if, roll? It fell out of my hand. Does anyone want to admit to a roll? It's a five. <laughs> it was a five. It okay. was a five. Yeah. As you guys are going up, <laughs> passing floor after floor. It will only take seconds to get to 99 since this Olivier is top of the line. You slow to a stop and then hear a voice come from the speaker and the Olivier Apologies. Due to an incident on floor 78, all Olivier service is suspended at this time. Please use the stairs while we work to solve this issue. And the doors open and you guys see floor 85 in front of you, which uh, somebody roll a D6 for me. The doors open and you see a massive open floor plan. It almost looks like a bowling alley. There's like 10 lanes from here to the opposite side where you see a few doorways and some stairwells leading up. Um, Between you and there, you see that the left wall is scorched or cracked or like disintegrated. And this is from like the size of this room is like probably 120 feet onto like from end to end. So the far left wall is just destroyed. There's like pockmarks, cracked stone, and to your right, you see these powerful arcane cannons created from some sort of platinum alloy with lines of evocation runes tracing the barrels, the crystals inserted into its sides glowing with a blood red light. Scariest of all, the end where you assume energy or projectiles are fired from is designed to look like Autark Aurelius, mouth agape. They are currently aimed at the damaged wall 120 or so feet away where test dummies are now rising from the floor and setting into place. All of the cannons are being manned by several scientists with one leader behind them all calling out. Conducting test number four. Oh shit. And begin. The only way to get through is on the opposite side. How would you guys like to proceed? As suddenly you hear first one literally like tw- like 10 feet in front of you shoots off this blast of lightning that shatters a part of the wall that it's been aiming at no, um it, in that jeez in, pulls you guys back and tries to help in that lightning moment can i um can i quickly try and like m- you know message for lou and see if we could switch back i think that you guys are obscured enough that if you guys want to try that Sure. You you message. Um, do you guys want to give me maybe a stealth check to see if you can hide the yeah, casting? Yeah, sure. Maybe just as can we're do literally. Can I do a deception check instead? Mm, this is going to be a stealth check. Okay. Maybe like as we're literally coming out of the elevator, we yeah. just like kind of jumble up into each other and yeah. switch back. Smite like does a stretch to kind of try and block the scry eye for you guys. Very okay. high. A 30. Okay. Uh, I got an 18 plus my stealth, which is 10. That is very good. Both of you easily managed. Do you do the hug? <laughs> we do. <laughs> I look like I'm unsure about suggesting it, and then I do a like a side arm hug. Like we like. All right, we got this. Like pull them close to to me. Your identity switch, and you see Smite look to you guys. I'm still confused. Which one of you is which? Are you We're st- back now. It's okay. normal now. Jeez. Can't you just tell by my energy? <laughs> you know what? You're absolutely right. <laughs> Salu uh, looks just a little bit shorter now. <laughs> you see Kittle wanders out and is like, oh my god. This must be the new Arcane Cannon model. They're gorgeous. Smite goes, we uh, gotta get past this floor. We can't wait here long. Excuse me, gentlemen. 
the next one powers down. Uh, what? We're in the middle of testing. What are you doing here? Excuse me, who's running this experiment? Um, me. And you see, what is your this, name? Um, yellow-haired gnome steps out. My name is Warfin Diddlepiss, and I am the head of R&D for Arcane Artillery. And this, he gestures around, is my floor. And on my floor, we work on my time. Why are you interrupting us? Well, it's, first of all, let's tone down the attitude. I didn't come here on purpose. They've just stopped the elevators. Something's going on on the lower floors. I have no idea what it is. Does that look like my problem? I've got these tests to run, and, and, and these things, if you hold Absolutely. them on too long, they can and go down. Excuse me, Warfin, did you say? Yes. I'm not trying to interrupt your test. I'm trying to get to the other side of the room. Now, if you don't mind, me and my associates are going to exit towards the other side of the room and take the stairs now that the alleviators are not working. Is that okay with you? It's really just a security measure. I swear, the elevators just shut down. We need to get to the stairs. Can we kind of be playing like good cop, bad cop? Like I'm like the assistant who kind of like just covers for like the like angry boss and is like, really, you should just do what she says. Both of you give me persuasion checks. And I'm going to tell you right now, even without an insight check, you can see that this gnome has a pretty malicious look in his eye. <laughs> Three. <laughs> My persuasion is 16 plus 13. So uh, 20, 29. It's so sad. I'm actually so physically <laughs> jarred from going back into my own body. I felt like such a spark of confidence and power Aww. being in Levitt's body Aww. that now Falu is like, oh, right. I don't hold any power in my words. <laughs> you see Warfin looks at the four of you and goes, yeah, you know what? Sure. Sure. Interrupt my test. Or perhaps you could be a part of it. Go ahead. He gestures to the other side. If you fire one of these cannons, I will have you fired so fucking fast. Do you understand me? Oh, yeah. But if, say, a cannon were to go off accidentally, like, this is a testing phase. It's not safe. Ms. Maker, I think we should maybe run. I think so, too. This <laughs> 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 might uh, um, picks up Kittle by the, the, the scruff of her neck. <laughs> I take off. off my red bottoms. <laughs> I hold them for you. <laughs> um, both of you guys begin to bolt across as you see all of these scientists look to Warfin shocked. They are, they do not want to do this. Warfin, it's manslaughter. <laughs> Anything. Pre- it's premeditated, honestly. <laughs> oh my God. The no is eyes not here. Cool. Um, uh, he points He's to like, one no nearby. Everybody give me deck saves. Oh, I forgot which 17. 17. 16. Both of you succeed. It was a DC 15. Um, you are only going to be taking half damage as these things shoot bolts of lightning, fire, acid, and the likes. You guys bolting across, trying to avoid evasion. You do not take any damage. Um, whichever one of you wants can give me a D6 roll to determine what kind of blast you're being targeted with. One. That is unfortunately the acid jet. 13 acid damage, halved because you succeeded, so that's only um, 7 damage as you just managed to avoid it. Smite is he holding onto Kittle goes, fuck this uh, and dimension doors 
to the opposite side because he he can't risk getting Kittle hurt. And um, he manages to reappear by the stairwell. Goes, come on, let's get the fuck out of here. These people are psychopaths. Really, this is much too much. Just firing cannons at these four employees who We're walked in. <laughs> this gnome is out of his fucking mind. You're fucking done. Bring it on, Maycare. We said if you fire, you're fired. Well, it was acid, wasn't it? Uh, (laughs) As you guys manage to run to the other side, you suffer minimal harm. I rolled terrible on my 4d10 damage for this encounter. Uh, And the scientists continue to charge and unleash their arcane volleys. Thankfully, the majority of them sort of defying their boss to aim at the dummies and not you. Finally, you rip open the emergency door and rush in and begin to head up these stairs. As you guys kind of exit the area, you hear, you know, the arcane cannons begin to power down. And this Warfin Diddlepiss cackles to himself. Looks like we're going to need many more tests. You guys are terrible shots. Oh, my God. Uh, as Smite goes, how are you guys feeling? Do you think, should we take some sort of rest or? Yeah, I think we should probably take a short rest. And maybe, like, now that the um, the system is down, maybe do some inner nebbing. Flu goes, I honestly have no way right now to benefit in any way from a short rest, so if you all want to take a few moments, I could just run up the stairwell and kind of peek my head into the next floor, maybe, or test and see if the doors are opening right now. I won't go far ahead, but... That's a great idea, honestly, Kittle nods. I'll interface with Internab just to make sure that everything's copacetic, and then we just have to make our way to the schematic library. You guys together begin the ascent to the higher floors of GI Tower passing by like you see like floor 86 Mm -hmm. floor 87 um before it seals off as is natural for this part of the building not every stairwell goes all the way up they essentially the security they have here is to stagger these kind of things so that way that they're if like donkey kong style exactly it's Mm -hmm. like if you if you want to get up yeah you can get up a few stairs but then blocked you got to cross to go to the other side so flu you um probably now leading the way you can inspect the extent of this stairwell while your allies take a short rest, which if you remember, I did say that your short rest would be 30 minutes instead of an hour because of your um, fashion choices. We love to see. So um, you do essentially, you know, you burn 30 minutes. You see Kittle's disguise does fade eventually. And that gives you Falu 30 minutes or so, you don't have to use the whole time to investigate further. So why don't you tell me how you'd like to proceed? From here. Sure. So um this kind of like a like a detex door, like a push bar exactly, door. Yeah. Um does it have like kind of like the um gridded glass window or is it just full cement? This is a full solid door. At this point it looks like the you know, you the last floor that had those windows was closer to security. Now it seems like it's getting tighter and tighter and more secure the further you go up. Okay, could I just gently try the doorknob and see if it hits lock? Absolutely. Uh actually we roll a D six for me. Five. Actually, first I put my ear to the door. Ooh, yeah. Give me a perception check. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm very perceptive. So, 11. Okay, an 11. You put your ear to the door. You hear the sound of machinery. Okay. Then I'm going to just twist the doorknob. I'm not pushing or pulling. I'm just literally twisting the doorknob to see if it is unlocked or if it hits lock. It 
hits lock. It looks like you might either have to pick this um, or find another means to open it. Okay, no worries. Then I uh, message down to my um, compatriots and say, okay, a door appears to be locked. I could try and pick it if you would like to save your spells, Miss mm-hmm. Levitt. I'm not too shabby at those kinds of things, but if we think it's slicker to just cast mm-hmm. a spell and walk in. Mm-hmm. Um, by all means, pick the lock. All right, Falu, give me a d20 roll. You're going to add your dexterity, and then I believe that you... Uh, are you proficient in thieves' tools? I'm not proficient in uh, thieves' tools, but I am proficient with my letter opener, and so I want to see if I could use the uh, letter opener. As like a lockpick. Yes, exactly, since it's kind of like very slim. D20, add your dexterity. Okay. Uh, 13. 13. You take a little time. I'll say that you do unlock this, but it does take a bit of fiddling, and it is not the quietest of activities. You manage to open. Wouldn't that be our 30 minutes short rest right there? This only took, I mean, going up the stairs, unlocking it. We're talking maybe 10 minutes so far. You're like a third the way through. You peer into this floor... And you hear the sound of metal on metal, gears turning. Um, This is a long hallway similar to the other ones you've seen, probably one of the ones that like wraps around this building and leads to the various rooms on this floor. And turning the corner, patrolling this floor, looks to be this massive mechanical spider. Easily 10 feet wide, long spindly mechanical legs that pull it forward. Its eyes glow red, and you see there's like a sigil upon its head, arcane in nature that you're not exactly sure what it does as it moves. Seems to just be on like autopilot, so to speak. There's no one like managing it. And Flu, you know that Glockheed has been working on clockwork machines for quite some time, thanks to the gnome. So this just looks to be the worst version of that. Okay. I uh, quietly close the door and head back down to Levitt, Smite, and Kittle, and let them know that uh, I saw some sort of um, spider clockwork monstrosity. Seems like, well, no offense, Kittle, but seems like maybe some gnome work. Not offended at all. Probably would actually be pretty proud of it. How how big was it? Was it moving? Was what would you describe the movement as it? You see that she's clearly very interested in the actual mechanics of it, and you see Smite go, I think so danger. I danger hesitation, like a tiny little version of the <gasps> spider in my hands. Oh my god. So intricate. Yet I will say probably could use a little bit of tuning. She begins to start like thinking through how she can improve it. Smite goes, Okay, so uh, threat is what I'm gathering. Yes, we'll have to uh, slip past, but it was dark in there, right? It was dimly lit. This whole, it was um, enough for humans to be able to see because obviously they work here. So, and you would, um, I'll say, Falu, give me an insight check and I'll let you do the same, Levitt, if you guys want to, insight or history, whatever you prefer. 25. 29. Whoa, gang, the luck is here. This is a good episode (laughs) for y'all. Both of you would clock that this floor and probably maybe the next few are dedicated to clockwork machines and that sort of machinery, that kind of technology. It's less about the potions and the alchemy and more about the actual constructs. And so this isn't necessarily where the automatons are made or designed, but it is kind of a part of that block of floors. Kittle, maybe this could be a good opportunity for you to kind of 
do a test run, see if you can get into the back of one of these things. I suppose that I could link up Interneb to any sort of clockwork device so long as it has some sort of way to interface with it. I mean, just so that we can, you know, run it through once before we get to the real deal. Yeah, this That's technology... That's a great idea, Farouk. Great idea. Smite looks impressed. That's, Very good. Yeah, that's sick. Brilliant. Thanks, everyone. I think Blue that... Blue blushes. <laughs> <laughs> that, moment in, that moment in my clothes, I you seem different now. I do feel a bit of a blossoming within me i mean it was you levin but also you the attitude i could tell oh, oh it yeah. was freeing to wear a pantsuit oh, as opposed to my normal button down and tie it was it looked really good on you very so bes- bes- nice. bespoke yes very nice guys this blue realize he's trans <laughs> <laughs> is this what we're doing um, that's up to blue <laughs> um, that's for blue to blue blue looks quietly pensive <laughs> Kittle uh, goes, okay, so the program that I had installed slash had prepared for Internet to insert into the schematic library is kind of specifically based around the automatons and the circuitry I've had access to from them. But in principle, it should work a similar way. If we want to sort of ambush this machine in some way, if you guys can get me on it and I could attach Internet to it, perhaps we could, and she looks mischievously at my Add another ally to our caper crew. What exactly does this interneb thing do? Well, uh, um, w- without getting too much in the weeds of it, <laughs> Kittle has created some sort of machine intelligence that is able to interface, looking at Kittle, tr- clearly tr- using language that she's used to explain mm-hmm. it to him, interface with machines information and even the weave uh on a certain level it's basically like a person no that flew all over my head all right well i suppose let's come up with a plan <laughs> okay so definitely not artificer degree for flu uh, <laughs> well if it's fake it can be anything i mean what did you say <laughs> flu doesn't actually say <laughs> i messaged kittle yeah that was message back and forth for sure um okay so Basically, you guys can finish out your short rest here. Is there anything Levid would like to do? Uh, you see, at, at like halfway through, as you're like, you know, maybe eat a, like a snack or something. You see, Smite has some gorp. Oh, <laughs> by the way, Smite, nice job with the potions, Dickwad. Hey. Yeah, I was gonna say, you know, we really—it was chaos. You told me I, I looked and grabbed chaos for invisibility for your benefit. Kittle, are you okay? Yes, it, I'm fine. Everything tastes extreme right now for some reason, but can it's we take fine. a look at these other potions that you got so we can make some make sense of what these are? Yeah, going forward. I managed to grab two others. Uh, both of you, each one of you, roll a D100. That way we can kind of see what else you got. Ninety-seven, just the number eight, which is crazy. Falu, this potion that Smite hands to you and then the other one to you, Levitt, hoping that maybe you guys can help identify it since you work here. The one that he hands to you is sparkling and beautiful, lightly pink in hue. It looks almost like it's metallic in the way that like when you swirled around, like it's one of those like sparkly, thick looks li- biscuits. Like hypnotic. Exactly. It's, it's beautiful. <laughs> and it is, um, it's almost alluring. Like as you look at it, you're kind of like, wow, wow, this is gorgeous. And then you look at this potion, Levid, and you see that the glass is already frosted. Like it's almost like it's been chilled and you touch it, it's cold to the touch. And inside the liquid looks to be 
kind of bluish with these little sparkles and almost crackles of evocation magic here. But I guess you guys can roll Arcana checks if you want to fully identify these potions. Yeah. These pills and potions. 15. 14. 16. 14. Philou, you recognize this as a filter of love. You know that this is often sold in to both people who have wealth and are looking for love, but then also in like the political intrigue world, this is a pretty useful um, potion for helping charm people and you know bring them to your side on things. Oh, smart! I'm sure you grabbed this one completely on accident, then, did you? I I look knowingly at Levitt, roll my eye. I, yeah, I mean, I look down and potion, put right? my <laughs> hair behind my. <laughs> um, and Levitt, you take a look at your potion. Uh, with the 14, you don't know like the exact name and exact function, but you surmise that it has to do with ice magic. So, how'd I do? Decent? I'm sorry. I It was a rush. There was craziness. I look like this guy. I don't want to look like this guy anymore. He changes his appearance. You don't have to. He once again looks like Smite, but he is wearing like a uniform that would make him fit in not my favorite outfit but i just it's and he looks to you levin it's hard to pretend to be someone else yeah it is hard isn't it yes sometimes you have to push yourself sometimes you have to do things that you're uncomfortable with yeah anyway <laughs> the two of you exchange an icy stare colder than the potion you hold in your hands kittle goes right well, well if we need an automaton to fall in love with kittle then we're all set yeah i don't know how <laughs> well it will work on automatons but we could certainly try it so do we want to try and test out the program? I think that that would be smart. I guess let's get up there, see what the scry eye situation is in there because we don't necessarily want to just be four random employees beating up a spider on that floor. Yeah, I think that... If worse comes to worse, draw... we can try and sneak by it. I was going to say, or dispel. I know it will maybe yes, draw attention, but perhaps there's enough chaos going on that we can use that. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? Should we head up now? Are you feeling good? Yes. Yeah, I can dispel um, if there's more than one. Uh, does anyone? Is anyone else able to dispel magic? I can dispel. And you see Kittle goes, I can as well, but I think I should save that one for when we're in the schematics library. I can do lots of distracting and frustrating things, but dispelling magic is not one. <laughs> I think we got enough hands on it. Someone needs to draw this thing's attention. The rest of us need to be able to sneak through. When we walk through, I will cast Thaumaturgy, and I can make a sound um, 30 feet away so that maybe it turns around to look at it, and we can see about jumping on it. Maybe we can toss you, Kittle, onto the top of this uh, monstrosity uh, if you're feeling brave today. Um, sure, why not? And you see Smite goes, don't worry. I'll cast invisibility on her so we can at least have a little invisible cannonball that we toss. Oh, it's good to have invisibility. Right. And you see Smite sheepishly <laughs> looks off. Well, let's get going, shall we? Uh, and the group marches up the stairs, heading to the door that Falou had carefully unlocked. Everyone give me a perception check. That's a natural one. Got it. I think that Levitt is uh, pretty disappointed in, in Smite. That's Brutal. a 27. 27. I'm proud of myself for the first time ever. <laughs> I'm disappointed in Smite and also uh, kind of singed by acid. So I'm just pretty fucking pissed off that how did I get myself into this mess? My coworkers are maniacal. And what the fuck is going on? Miss Maker, we're going to have to do 
quick sew up on your uh, blaze on the back of your blazer once we get somewhere better. Uh, yes, I actually. Um, and you see that Kittle comes over and casts mending to kind of assist in the little burn holes that were uh, created. And with your short rest, anybody who lost hit points, you can roll your hit die and heal up. Smite just did that because uh, he did unfortunately fail his save and had to take the brunt of the damage for Kittle. So you see Smite bandaging his wounds um, that are still kind of disguised by the illusion magic of disguised self. But he looks to you uh, solemnly and goes. All right, I'm ready. Okay? It, it, yeah, I'm fine. We're do, you guys have helped so much. I really appreciate all you guys have done. You've done great work. I'm sorry that I wasn't able to find anything exactly useful, but I uh, we've gotten really far, and I have good hopes that we're gonna we're gonna nail it. Yeah, let's let's just leave it in the stairwell and focus up. And I cast Blade Ward on myself. Okay. You guys approach the door and begin to hear, with that high perception check, the mechanical spider making its way down the hallway. Kittle is invisible. Smite is at the ready. Falu, are you? What? What are you and Levin? What do you guys want to do to prepare for this? Like, how are you going to interact with this spider? I think Falu is going to try and get through unseen because that's pretty much what he does best mm -hmm. okay so give me just be one less person who shows up on the security cameras you're gonna give me a stealth check do you want to try and leap out before the spider or you want to wait the, till it goes past what's the layout of the room again basically you guys are in just a long hallway right now okay. that extends probably about 60 feet long with like a number of hallways breaking off. Is the doorway on the side or at the end of the hallway? This is um, on the side of a hallway. Okay, so then maybe can we wait for it to seem like it's gone into like a different side or does it seem like it's coming down towards us? It's definitely coming down towards you at this moment. Okay. You can definitely wait and try and like like see if it goes off and hide in an enclave and try and surprise it or you could even just wait till it passes and try and get from behind were you gonna try and do the thaumaturgy thing to distract it yeah i exactly. think i'll wait for levid to do a distraction and then i will go run and hide in in like the nearest alcove and kind of do like a we go like alcove by alcove mm -hmm. and like make sure that like no man left behind it just barely misses you as you can like look through the crack in the door and you see it's heading further down the hallway but as you go everyone give me a stealth check to see if it can register 31 31 holy shit 24 for me um smite got a dirty 20 and um kittle got a dirty 19 so you guys all rolled incredibly well what um what effect of thaumaturgy is levitt putting off i think that we should just literally do have it be like uh like a light clicks on in another hallway in like a different yeah, hallway than we're in. Yeah, nothing like, maybe like you destructive. Do, like, a door squeaking open, and I can minor illusion like a literally just a light bulb clicking on over there. Yes, I think what uh, Lise had suggested is good. Uh, light flickering. Light on. flickering. Okay, yeah. so you guys, as it's going by, you look down. Thanks to your perception check, Falu, you do manage to spot an area that might be that's like far enough down the hallway. You together begin to cast creating a sort of a little light show as the bulbs over there begin to flicker and you watch as this thing goes starts to like clearly seeing there's some sort of disturbance you also notice the scry eyes glimmering in the corners of these hallways clearly surveying this scene even with a really good stealth check 
you're definitely it's possible to be caught on camera so like you know you might be seen in retrospect but you might get away for now would i know like in our uh realm water ruins electricity would like putting any kind of water on these cameras do anything like short out the arcane or is that not how that works not on the scry eyes okay. but definitely with i mean you certainly could do that on like like for instance the when you were the in the mess. control room you could have thrown that on like the computers the and stuff okay, okay. yeah stuff like that okay solid distraction why don't you guys roll your deception checks this thing doesn't necessarily have crazy good insight. Deception. Deception. This thing rolled a 13 on its insight check, so collectively your average has to beat a 13. 24. Nat 1. Okay. The average and of 24 and Nat 1. It's 13, right? It's 12.5. 12.5. You guys execute this plan perfectly. Perfectly. <laughs> the lights flicker. This creature stops. And you watch as it starts just skittering 360 movement, looking around, having seen through this arcane deception. Everybody roll initiative. 26. Thankfully, up first is actually Falu. So Falu, you get to decide <laughs> really the approach you guys want to go here. You see, Kittle is, uh, I'll tell you right now, she's next in an initiative, and she is waiting right by your side for your command. And I'll also say that this spider, though it is looking in your direction, it hasn't necessarily been, like, target acquired. It is identifying that there was some sort of magical disturbance around it. How uh, close to me is the spider? Uh, 15 feet away. I'll say between you guys and where you were making the lights flicker. I will reduce it. Okay, and that, that's not by touch, right? That you can do that at distance. Nope, it's I can see within range, and it is thirty feet, so it is saved? gonna be. Uh, if the target is unwilling, it makes a Constitution saving throw. Constitution saving throw. Okay. You wanted to get a closer look at this, right, Kittle? Oh, if it were smaller, it'd be so much easier to handle. Um, okay, this thing does have magical resistance, so it does roll with advantage. Okay, wait, but I'm <sighs> hidden from it, right? Yes, it you has disadvantage. Are. So it neutrals out with just a flat <laughs> yeah. roll. Hell right. yes. Okay, so here we go. Flat roll. I'm going to tell you right now it has a plus five to con. Okay, my DC is only 14. It's a natural 13. <sighs> plus five. Fuck. This creature does not shift form, and it does begin to start moving a little bit closer towards you guys. I will hide again. Okay, yeah. Give, give me a stealth check. Um. 17 plus 12. That is very good. You peel away from the door and go up against the wall and Smite goes, not good? Nope, sorry. All right, Kittle's turn. She is invisible. She is going to try and sneak up to this creature. Uh, why, don't you, why don't you roll a stealth check for me? She is only going to add two to this. Damn, five for her. She sneaks up, getting all the way close. You see her. Uh, well, you can't see her, but you imagine her touching Scarlet Fang. Kittle is about off. to get really small. Any second now, it'll get super small. <laughs> Any second. Uh, Kittle. <laughs> As this creature bears down on her and she goes, I think it knows I'm here. She is going to, <laughs> let's see what she can do here. Still maintaining her visibility for as long as she can until she realizes that it is not going to do her any good. She takes a little spider out of a vial and goes, 
and sticks it into her wrist as it bites her, um, briefly giving her Spider-Man powers. Incredible. Um, and she... Oh, spider v. Spider. She, rather than moving out of its area of attack to risk an opportunity attack, you see she just like grips onto the wall and kind of scales up it slightly and goes... New plan, spider v. spider. That is her turn. She is hopefully going to try and leap onto it next turn to do something about it, but you can tell that she's a little apprehensive to doing that. Um, now it is your turn, Levin. If I dispel magic on the spider, does that shut it down, first of all? Um, I believe that we have established that a dispel magic essentially temporarily disables it. Okay, so that's good because we wanted to see if this would work on him. Exactly. So. It kind of like, you essentially like eliminate the enchantment, but all of these clockwork machines have like backup batteries that will kick in after like a minute. Okay, so I message Kittle and I say, listen, I'm going to dispel it. It's going to shut down. You're going to invisibly put your scarlet fang to work and then once it comes back up hopefully we'll have an ally and if anyone questions our motives here we can just say that we were defending ourselves and stuck in the staircase go ahead and try and dispel magic it's a d20 and add your charisma modifier it's d30 20 you see you you whisper this plan to Kittle who clings to the wall and goes, um, and as it looks up to her, you see it go, and go inactive as the glyph that is inscribed on its forehead fades. It can is I, currently I, disabled. Can I see, can I do a check on the glyph and see if I know, understand what it is? I think that you work here enough to understand that basically that is like the enchantment that allows it to work. Okay. You With that, you have essentially... Not fully taking yourself out of combat necessarily will still work in initiative order. Um, this creature is disabled. One round goes by as it begins to start trying to get, go on backup power. Smite looks at you guys and goes, what can I do to help? What do you need uh, me to do? I'm going to go make sure that the door we're going out is unlocked. All right. Um, you can run forward. Essentially, you use your movement on your turn and Smite will uh, go with you and assist you're trying to find just any door that will lead you up from this floor, basically? Yeah, to find the next, like, across the floor to the next stairwell. Got it. Give me a survival check. You can roll with advantage because Smite is helping you. Okay. Natural 20. Yes. Incredible. The two of you bolt off while Levid and Kittle are left with this still kind of unconscious, for lack of a better word, spider machine you are we still in it uh initiative technically but like we're you know it's like you get an action this round that you're doing with kittle kittle approaches it and goes um if you want to just assist with this basically we just need to kind of channel our energies into connecting interneb to this creature sounds good to me and can i give her bardic inspiration you sure can you assist her up with her spider climb. It's easy enough. She just drops down and immediately sticks to its head as you like hold it in place. This creature, you look into its now dim eyes and you see the power that this machine has. This, you know, is probably second to the automatons, the like strongest sort of robot that Glockiad has created. And as you go there, she is gonna roll an intelligence check to try and connect to this creature. It's a 14. Plus five, that puts her at 19. And I'm gonna just for the sake of it, use her bardic, it's another four. So that's a 23. She places the Scarlet Fang on its head where the glyph is. All right, Interneb, work your magic. And you see as the glyph glows red um, and this creature. Hello, besties. 
Oh. Oh my god. What the hell is that? <laughs> All right, internet. We're just um kind of just winging it at this point. Things are crazy. Um, you're gonna love this. I've never given you an autonomous body before. Kittle looks to you. Are you ready? Yeah. You two begin to charge down the hallway after Flu and Smite, who with that nat 20 easily find the nearest exit that can lead them to a staircase. Oh, hey, besties. <laughs> Hi, bestie. Ah! <laughs> uh, this <laughs> thing is fucking crazy. Fuck! <laughs> Kicks open the door as the, the four of you, five of you now counting your new spider friend, <laughs> begin to bolt up the stairs. And that is where we'll end our episode today. <sighs> what are we going to do with this massive spider? No, I didn't know spider was coming with us. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if the spider, the spider was about to break through this door frame to try and move. <laughs> I'm following besties. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this special episode of Try Not to Die. Thank you especially, of course, to our Eldritch patrons. Uh, if you would like to become an Eldritch patron, go to patreon.com slash try not to die pod and of course thank you to all of the lovely places where we get sound effects to enhance this wonderful podcast including free oh, let's do the other ones first we gotta honor the best for last right <laughs> sword coast no offense to the others you guys are awesome also i respect sword your coast soundscape sword... just with a single tear <laughs> like, dripping what down the fuck? <laughs> sword coast soundscape who has absolutely kept me kept all of our environments afloat kept uh, a roof over my head i'm so sorry guys you're all equal Sorco Soundscapes, Michael Galfi, and of course, Free Sounds Boring. 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 Bing, bing, bing. Um, any plugs for you guys? Anything you want to shout out while Listen we have time? Listen to the most recent Monster of the Week episode on our $10 Patreon Hell yeah. here. Yes. Um, Ashley's so much on it. Fun. We were returning to the tale of Cats of the Wiggers. Things go well for me. <laughs> <laughs> we're down here in Scumside, and if you want to meet me, you better meet me there. Oh, baby. Come meet on, 10 there. bucks. Only 10 bucks. And you are, you know, the other two episodes are out on the main feed. You want to finish that freaking exactly. story, right? Um, and Ash, anything you want to toss up for the credits? I want to say thank you all for listening. And it's a really hard time for many, many, many of us. And I hope you're okay and you do something nice for yourself today. My plug is... Our plug is you. You. We're plugging you. Plugging you. Have a good day. Consider yourself plugged. Consider yourself. Get plugged. You got plugged, Hey, baby. guys. Get plugged. Get plugged. Um, <laughs> I'll also, I mean, shouting out to our socials, of course. Try not to die pod. Oh, it's everywhere. I'll also plug my social. I'm trying to be more involved in the community. Look up Noah, the infuriator. It's spelled how you would imagine. No spaces. Um, I don't do anything crazy special there, but maybe someday I will. And, and I love to talk to fans. And I am spaghetti fixation. No H, one T. <laughs> Ashley, you want to plug your social? You want to stand there? All my socials are actually Goodwin. <laughs> Please, talk to me. I like to talk to people. Puns only, gang. Yeah, DM us with your crazy uh, theories and conspiracies because that's or um, with our crock memes because that's what Keegan does and that's why she's my favorite. Please. Yeah, I haven't heard from Pat in a while. Pat, if you're listening, Pat, text me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Pat, Pat is listening. Message me to congratulate me on my engagement. So don't worry, Pat's wild and alive. Hey, congrats, Liz, on the engagement. Thanks, yes. guys. Thanks, guys. And we got to memorialize it in podcast. You're right. Yes. Uh, well, if that's all we have for today, thank you again for listening. And until next time, try, try not, not to, to die. die. Get plugged. Get plugged, baby. All hail.
our Eldritch patrons, especially Anita, Ashley, Becca B, Colleen, Eclair, and Lana, Emily, Grace, Jacob, James, Jeff, Joey, Kate, Leo, May, Morgan, Nat, Nicola, Paige, Roni, Sahara, and of course, our producer Patty, Patrick Bronstetter, and our producer Daddies, Becca Mount, Sam Golden, and Rose Evelyn Campbell. We thank you for these podcasting powers and promise to raise hell in your names. Till next time, try not to die.